0: What's up, everybody? It's Mitch from RespectMergent.com coming back with another episode of the RMR Podcast. Today, joined by three special guests of Urban Aroma over on the East Coast. We got M1, Umi, and John Monopoly. How are we doing today, fellas?
1: Good, yeah. Thanks for having us.
0: I'm even
2: greater now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So
0: so we start we start every episode off with our guest origin story with cannabis. So I'm going to start right next to me with John and then we'll go to Umi and then we'll we'll land on M1 to bring us home. But I'm curious your your personal origin story with, with the plant and that plant being uh cannabis.
1: Sure. Um my origin story with, with the plant, with with the medicine as we refer to it as goes back to nineteen ninety one. I was a young promoter in Chicago based on the South Side. And um I was stressed out about, you know, uh were, were there gonna be a sellout party or was it going to be a dud? And one of my homeboys was just like, yo, relax. We got to chill, whatever, whatever. You know, hit this type of vibe. So I smoked for the first time, and I started laughing uh, like crazy. And it was a great experience. And it, it, it turned me on to something that would be close to my heart and become a part of my lifestyle uh, for the rest of my life.
2: Man, we got to thank that dude. Man, I don't even know. <laughs> you, you gotta mention him in your origin story because goddamn, that's that. <laughs> thank him, bro. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, you're right. Well, what about you, Umi? <laughs> As you compose oh, yourself, man,
3: I you know, and it's funny when you hit them dates thrown out there because it kind of ages. Us. First of all, you know, I want to send salute to you, Mitch, for even having us on this. Whenever we get a chance to express ourselves um, and our love for cannabis combined is always a glorious day. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know, but but cannabis to me is like, man, you know, shit, that's like, you know, me understanding that, you know, you could you could you could drink water and, and do better, you know what I'm saying? So I, I was early at it, um, talking about dates, you know, probably the 89, 90. Um, just, you know, wanting to get high, man, just, you know, I had some good, some good, uh, family that understood the plant medicine, they, you know, they always, you know, my household just was full of herb, And so, you know, coming from that, it made me also real socially responsible to my family. Like, I didn't want to make my mom think that she had fucked up. She gave us a lot of leniency, let us blow it down in the basement, you know what I mean? So like, you know, we... We, we 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 broke a lot of love and a lot of bonds were formed through that plant. You know what I'm saying? So that that became a reason why I made it a part of my lifestyle.
2: Word, and I I mean I'll tag team and just say you know, like you know. If 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 my origin story was was a, a store a brand, it would say established 1972. Um, it would it would say, you know. From the womb to the tomb, you know, and uh, which, which is the truth, um, you know, I, my parents too were, were avid smokers. Although I think like the terpenes and the CBD and the probably more of the THC, they was probably smoking some some probably some Acapulco Gold shit or something back in that time, and you know that really bonded with my DNA. Um, you know, forward 13 years later, um, you know, we're talking eighty-five, um, uh, you know, I had a similar experience, you know what I'm saying? Um, that as as Mr. John Monopoly. And uh I was sitting in the car and the guy said, Smoke this. And little did I know that this is the same smell that that was in my house all the all these years. Um, you know, um because my my parents were pretty good at keeping a secret uh but yeah um that is my origin story with cannabis um um you know and uh has been my friend since the beginning um definitely allowed me to be me um and i felt at home in the environment i i wave the smoke over my body like like perfume and and wear it like a shield you know what i'm saying so yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what's up yeah
0: absolutely and so and, and i'm curious em if, if you could also give me kind of the origin around urban aroma because that's that's the platform we're here to talk about and, and I, I know you and umi co-founded that with john joining a little bit earlier but umi definitely was paying some some homage earlier saying that it's kind of kind of a you know part of your brainchild your, your baby there man so i'm curious for you to kick it off uh, and then we'll, then we'll let umi speak on on the origin of uh, urban aroma well, Urban
2: Aroma was born from the need to connect, um, you know, cannabis to its consumer in all of the places where we know the time has been right for that relationship to happen above ground. Um, Urban Aroma is an above ground institution that's declaring that. We're pushing the agenda from the so-called, you know, gray zone to green zone, but within the watchful eye of the culture, of the connoisseur, the purveyor, the legacy operator. You know, um, we are the place, the crossroad where cannabis connects, and not only just connects with the buyer, but also connects with the thought, connects with the idea of how to. Um, you know, amplify what we, what's already been here for many, many, many years to the to the next level. Um, you know, it functions as, you know, a, what would be like a weed maps meets cookies meets something that hasn't been defined for the East, for the East coast um, and, and in, 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 uh, in Europe, in Barcelona. So, um, you know, one of my partners and I came together and we started looking at how uh, this narrative was not being told by the people who are paying the highest price for it. Um, Urban Aroma was established so that black faces could be seen at the forefront and the driving force behind an industry that should be, um, it should be planned out to benefit these these spaces that it has incarcerated and criminalized for the year for, to, throughout you know its long legacy you know throughout its, its history so um that's kind of indeed what urban aroma is it is a uh a, a place a destination where culture uh cannabis activism um uh, and and more meet.
3: you know mm-hmm. what i mean and yeah i'll stop there yeah. And in doing that, um, cause you know, being on the forefront of any idea, is uh, it's responsible, responsible driven. Right. I think, um, we also want to level ground on accountability, um, from policy makers. Um, you know, we want accountability, you know, in a, in a regard to the people that kind of pioneered this industry. And so, um, you know, I think, uh, When we talk about Urban Aroma, we're talking about uh, being a vocal uh, platform so that people can not only understand the directory and of, you know, individuals that's not able to obtain licenses, um, but also the activism that kind of needs to kind of be spoken in the same regard um, when you talk about just rolling up a joint, you know what I'm saying, because Everything is political. And so we want to urge, you know, our you know family and cons and uh constituents just remind them that this is plant medicine and is way deeper than just rolling up a
2: joint. You know what I'm saying? I want to say add on to what Omi's saying. I he he, he triggered me into uh that kind of understood like wanting to go further and say urban aroma is politically. Because uh, when he used the words politic, which is a great, uh, you know, that's that's a flagpole in, in cannabis, the politics. That's one part of it, but it's definitely that. But politically, it's the antithesis to New York City's Office of C- Cannabis Management. And the reason why I can say it stands um, juxtaposed to that is because it fills in the blanks where this kind of uh, mm. bureaucratic office cannot know urban aroma stands to to answer the whys that um you know the the local government of new york and ultimately the federal government are trying to impose um on on the on the user on us you know on on the consumer on on the lover um yeah so, so that's what we want
0: I love that. And so, something birthed birth from the culture. You know, the culture is what the culture of cannabis is is the reason why it is where it's at, right? If you follow the history of cannabis, um, you know, to, to find cannabis back in the day before there was a weed maps, or even before, you know, pre-weed maps or or after weed maps, you know, now you can just go to Google in a lot of states, Google cannabis, weed, store, dispensary, pot shop, whatever. Plenty of options right there on Google Maps. You know, weed maps filled that void for a little bit before Google mm-hmm. had it. But before that, it was all person to person. It was in the know. If you didn't know, and maybe there was some message boards or some sketchy things online. But most of the time, it was it was straight communal. It was either directly from someone you knew or someone who plugged you with someone else you know. What, what are some of those elements that you guys have felt like are essential of moving into this new digital age and moving where things are legal, but to kind of have these elements of still word of mouth, but put in the form of the internet or, or, or search queries, if you will?
2: I mean i i I can say this you know we we're totally we've moved completely out of the old what it used to be like there is okay for new york city which is i would say different than many places on the east coast because you have a a established relationship with your cannabis delivery for many years i'm talking about you know umi can tell you um I've seen his constituents stay with him from years and years and years on, and that is kind of like the relationship of what's happening, you know kind of you know in in New York, you know however, um things are things are quickly changing, you know what I mean you're getting um more options by which you know you can run up I don't know if I would just trust going in any storefront saying give me some blue dream i don't know if i would if it would be blue dream which i do not smoke because i'm a, a, a indica smoker but but um or or whether you can trust who that who's delivering that to you it has been like an honor relationship from a trusted word of mouth relationship before now and i think what that is being obliterated by the inundation of people who believe they can just come in cannabis and just be there and, and and set up shop on the corner and 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 then now most of the people are having to weave around those people to get back to the same person that they've been had in that having that relationship for for a long time with um but it's still there I don't know add on my brothers
1: yeah to add on to, to what Em was saying you know throughout years of relationship building. With clients like what Em was saying, like what, what U- Umi has done, um, like a code has been developed, and you know we're trying to expand and expound upon that with what we're doing with the Urban Aroma, and to letting you know who else kind of kind of live by that same code mm-hmm. uh, with, within our world. If that makes any sense
0: absolutely because even you know as someone that came from the legacy market and is obviously you know I'm, I'm in washington we've had legal cannabis adult use cannabis since 2016 but but coming from the legacy market i understand that code and now we have you know a barcode a different kind of code right on every product where you could trace That's the right. leaves, see to sale but even at the end of the day is this what is this what is marketed as like is this really quality because it's easy to say no pesticides and fudge some numbers around it's easy to pay for a higher TAC percentage than it you know, just because it's regulated in a government controlled system doesn't mean that, that it's not, you know, immune to funny business. Right. So there still is that, that sense of going into a store and that importance of that code still being in place. And is this really the gas? Is this really the good batch? Is this really the one I want or is it the one sitting next to it? You know, Mitch, you know, you, you know,
3: the shit you're talking about is, you know that's you know that's the reason why the legacy operator you know is around you know what i'm saying and that's the reason why we take it uh in such high disregard the fact that they you know things are happening um around us and not with us um you talking about um i did an interview not so long ago and this motherfucker is gonna ask me who mm. is testing my crops. You know what I mean? Like if I'm like, me, motherfucker, who else? You know what I'm saying? Like, would I expect the people that develop the four food groups to dictate to me what I should put into my body in a country where obesity thrives to the most maximum situation because our government really doesn't understand health, really doesn't care about consumers. I no, you don't you cannot dictate to me what's the best chronic out here. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? You, you're you not spending the proper money and spending the proper time to research the crop in efficient ways. And, you know, we're talking about country Israel and other spaces. You got spaces that's actually investing in this because they understand not just the end of cannabis being an uh, incredible crop to blow on and you know, we could learn more and, uh, you know, uh, uh, something to settle your mind, help you know, uh, anxiety It's a whole number of things, uh, and ap- still appetites, uh, you know, sleep, uh, it- give you more energy. It's just so many things, but then you talk about hemp as a plant. So many things you could do with hemp. I mean, it's so much research that just hasn't been done. And so you're trying to regulate a crop without doing the proper knowledge on it. And it's insulting, you know, it's like Get the fuck out of here with that! Don't tell me what we already know, um, and 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 it's all based on taxation and finance, really. When you when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, so um, you know it, it's just it's just so much to discuss, and it's so much that's been disregarded as it relates to us getting to this point. Um, and it seems like in the Empire State, which is veered to be prop, uh, possibly the most profitable. know uh space for cannabis that ever existed on earth it seemed like we would want to try to get it right it seemed like you know we would want to put our ear to the streets and be like you know what you know you know it was a time when you came to brooklyn man because i'm not even from new york but i always did what i needed to do in any city i was at but when i first got here um you go to the bodegas and you would get your chronic you know what I mean? Like you go to the back where they make the sandwiches, and if you was a real one, you could always get some chronic. They could all you if you had to know what was what, but you could always get your chronic. And to see it resurface to that all of all around, all the way back to this to that today, there's a lot of hope in that. You know, I do. I find a lot of hope. I see a lot of hope in that. You know, but in that same regard, you see the cause and the effect. You know, now you know now you got the stopping fresh shit, starting back up, you got a whole lot of shit going. The, again, the taxation and finance if you if you get caught with certain amounts of chronic in the in a gifting fashion, just a lot of politics in New York that has to be um, readdressed and has to be discussed properly. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as we look at that, right, moving to legalization from 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 the culture, right? from the subculture of, of cannabis that's been in operating for, for, you know, decades, right? Like cannabis has been grown, it's been commerced and it's been consumed. It's been shared with or without a system with or without government oversight. There's a, a price point that's been established appellations of, of growth that have been established. And, you know, like alcohol was legal and t- made illegal and prohibition was put in place. Cannabis is a thing where at least in the form that we know as, it's never really been legalized on a mass level. It's only been in the dark and it's come into light. And we have these governments trying to set up these systems and taxes that end up dictating the prices. And we see things that doesn't match up with the legacy market, if you will. And I know earlier on a, off my conversation when we were mentioning that, you know, they say 80% of the cannabis in, in California, I mean, there's very, varying percentage points, but they put around 80% of the cannabis bought and sold in California is still in the black market. And it's because the people that have been buying and consuming cannabis for five years, ten years, twenty years, are set. In, their their their, their palate and their price points and their supply are all set in place. And legalization only has things to gain by including these. That's more money in their system that they can tax. That's more volume in their system that they can tax. What are some of the important things for you guys that you feel like beyond just the economic standpoint, from obviously the government winning on the standpoint, but but the importance of making sure that the legacy market stays with the shift towards this new legalized market in in any state.
2: Well, I want to start with this and say like, you know, one, I respect the hell out of Washington state, right? I respect the hell out of Washington state. Like we used to have to tour in order to wind up in that area to, to have you know samples some of the finest boutique cannabis that that could be offered grown with the most love and care but i have to say that love and care unto me is defined in, in in a national way if i had to put it a certain under a certain you know parameter this is wellness this is the wellness of our mind body and soul and, and you guys procured that, took care of the wellness. It came from almost like a, the personal medicine cabinets of the people that we knew in the most pristine containers because they knew they wanted us to be able to like understand the food, you know what I mean? And I think that's gotta be I know commerce is driving this shit. I know hundred percent know that. And I'm not you know, I'm not trying to you know, let the hippie and me come forward a little bit and talk because the money's going to get made. And we do know that. But if we come together under the idea that this is wellness, you know, what I'm saying that this is balanced, you know, this is going to this is good for our community, our people, the minds of the future, uh, you know, policymakers. Then I think that's going to help keep this thing on course. You know what I mean? Because we've seen it again go awry. You know, um, when I think of Washington State, I think of like like the idea that there is an ethics, there's a standard, there is a, you know, like, you know, of course, there's a hustle. There's a hustle everywhere because we hungry everywhere. But we got to at least recognize that this is the thing that came first. This is how you value how sacred this plant is. That's where you start. And then we can make it all make sense once, once we have that like-mindedness. If you're coming in like Big Pharma and you only see this as a money grab, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss what this has to offer, you know, to the world. And, and again, I know like maybe the Office of cannabis Management don't give a fuck about what I'm saying right now. But if the people do, then mm-hmm. we can influence how they then perceive what, they're, what we plan to get fed. Well, oh this is a this is the, the store? Well they gotta have this, this, and this. There ain't gonna be a food desert. And if we're familiar with food deserts, it's like in the black community where we live, there's a lack of vitamins, new nu- n- nutrients, minerals, shit and basic food for us to even stay a fucking live. We're malnutrition in our communities and and anybody who doesn't you know know this you know you can look it up it's called a food desert and it's real in the real world in inner cities and where poor people live and what i'm trying to say is we can't have that happen Mm -hmm. in cannabis. we can't have that happen in canada and we're here to ensure Things of that nature. So um, I, I remember the question, but I I, I, I kind of aligned it to it a little bit. I hope I didn't go too far
3: off, but I just wanted yeah. to like we're talking out. about the legacy operator and where they fit into the into the whole proposition. I mean, I think you know you bringing up Washington State. That's the that's what we that's you know. And so when you speak on the legacy operations, right? The the key to it, you know, you look at what's going on in New York you know they moving ass backwards and that's because they haven't had the proper advice right you need an advisory board of people that's been in this industry that understand the nuances of the industry so when you automatically say you're going to come out with these uh growing stipulations and you're trying to figure out a way to keep the all of the, the, the the chronic that's being bought in new york I mean it's just ass backwards. It's not enough time and it's not enough knowledge here. We need to bring outsource. You need to bring in those, you know, legacy operators that's from California, from Washington state that understand the nuances of growing that could come into New York and really set up shop to help the 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 state actually get this Chronic that's gonna to be top-notch compared to what legacy operators already got in the streets. You know what I'm saying? They, they they 45 years behind, you know what I'm saying? And they trying to come in like they on top of shit and you and you all you you behind, you know what I'm saying you straight up behind. So I think as it relates to just understanding the, the nuances of the industry You need to just have people that's done it before shit Like if I was trying to you know, what I mean if I was trying to fucking chop some ice I go get some professional ice choppers and shit. I wouldn't be trying to do that shit myself. I don't really do that, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, if John. I don't know, if John. Wanted to say something. <clears throat> no, I was gonna say to to M and
1: Umi's point. You know, black and brown people or people of color in general represent less than four percent of the overall pie, and we are the legacy. You know what I mean? The, we we are the ones in the dark hustling and bustling and doing our one-two to try to feed our families, right? So it's a travesty that we're so underrepresented in the overall piece and that, that I hope that that changes as it becomes, as cannabis becomes uh, federally more and more legal throughout the country and throughout the world.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, and if you look at like historically at Black culture, right, especially in America, um uh, you know we don't need to highlight the the the, the economic standpoint and the way system set up but but black culture has been resourceful right and then hip-hop is from black culture which is one of the most as someone has been around hip-hop culture quite a bit it's one of the most resourceful you know you will not meet <laughs> people that are more resourceful than people from the hip-hop community when it comes to putting together anything whether it's putting together a show an event a product whatever it is a resourceful group cannabis is is built in being resourceful where you can grow it where you can find it Um, and and the legal system is not is built on traditional resources not these other resources in the legacy market and hip-hop where it's it's the non-traditional right by any means figuring it out you know how however you got to make it happen the system comes and it's very defined and it's built clearly he who has the traditional resource of of capital on hand because you can't even take traditional financing or bank loans right and, and that's one of the hugest just conflict points that i see upon legalization is you force a system that's you force a system on top of a system that already exists and it doesn't quite match up you know right right, right. i wanna I, I i wanna speak to
2: that in a way and i've always made this analogy and i'm looking for this to happen because i know it must you know the way like cesar chavez like unionized and galvanized a movement of people who provided all of the goods and services that were fruit and shit that we ate from farm to our table in the united states was like which was like largely mexico and then and then the lowest the growing states of america to be able to unify that with a market and an industry that was going on in the United States. It was almost revolutionary. It brought rights to a whole group of people that didn't have it. And that's got to happen here. That's got to happen here or else there will be an undercurrent that will not ever allow this to work right. And it's going to forever be wrong. And, And we can accept that because the system has examples of that. You know what i mean like the healthcare system you know what i mean like that shit's fucked up like we accept it you know what i mean we go around it we do what we gotta do we don't get insurance we have, that shouldn't we should not be relegated to that and i have to make these clear analogies because these are government analogies this is this is who plans to take care of the business of cannabis the same people who take care of that like umi was saying you know like the same people who produce what that chart that gave us obesity and all, and bad health you know so again you know I think you know there must be and what we have to recognize as the, the tide and the current and people who are riding on the right side of this history, especially cannabis history is like people who are saying yes like like okay there will be rigid rules by the United States and I know that we have to establish that uh, I'm not so much of a revolutionary that under, that doesn't understand order. You know, it's just, I've never liked this order. However, if we're gonna establish it and we're gonna translate that, I think there's a way to keep it organic. So it really comes from the people we can offer what's really available to us and our true experience. And we can scale it and allow everybody to eat. And um, and so whoever can hear this, you know, I don't know. I got all the answers, John even though john is an awesome motherfucker he does not have all the answers you know what i'm saying umi we ran around the world together and we trying to figure this shit out and crack this nut but i know that that is what it is that's what it's gonna feel like that's what's
3: gonna look like and other than that i would not it's plastic i'm not gonna accept it. no he, and you and you speaking on i'm gonna say i'm gonna, just to continue an analogy because mitch you brought up hip-hop and so like and and then that's because every time we do it i gotta keep keep it up with that analogy as it relates to understanding how industries co-opted and then when you talk about the blood sweat and tears of that industry right and so now that we have because we come from the golden era of hip-hop you know just we got we got blessed to do that you know what i mean and and we did it responsibly and we ate, we, we toured, we did all the fun shit, but we just did it responsibly. So now I could play, you know, my new daughter that's coming our uh, old music and be proud. You know what I mean? Like that means something to me. But um, as the music get co-opted, right? That shit, that shit don't matter. Like you don't give a fuck about your daughter that's going to be here in 20 years. You don't care about that. You care about the here and now, the capitalist ventures that's attached to the music. And what you got to say, your shit, make sure that you get radio spins or commercials, right commercial, whatever the fuck you want to do to whoever's got their their neck around hip hop, be it Steven's Jen or whatever. And so we see now the uh, industry that we had full like control over at one time because we started it. You know what I'm saying? And here we go all these years later to see the effects of what happened to an industry that gets co-opted. And here we have cannabis, another industry that we can really, really get grounded in, create financial wealth, generational wealth. I mean, we really could do that with this industry. And they finally have seen that, you know what I mean? And so here we go with the co-opted story all over again. Um, I think it's important that these analogies are highlighted because sometimes we just forget we caught up in the moment and we just want to are we happy that it's now legal you know it made you, mm-hmm. you feel a little better because you can smoke and shit yeah i do feel i do feel a little better because i've been traumatized by smoking my whole goddamn life so yeah i do feel a little better i ain't got worry about going to jail and shit because i want to light up but the heart of me say fuck i'd rather be like it used to be because they ain't got they 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 hands around the neck of the shit to the point where we don't go to we don't go to uh, dispensaries because of the taxation of it really. If you lowered the prices, who the fuck wouldn't want to go there and, and and enjoy all the flavors of that's right at your fingertips? You fucking make the shit dumb expensive when you can go right down the street and get the shit double fucking the the, the 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 amount for fucking half the price. I mean, come on, do knowledge on it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all of these things have to be discussed from a practical standpoint. And then it's like, okay, you want to taxate? You want to tax it? Because like M say, we ain't that far going off of, like, we revolutionaries, but we understand the process. You want to tax it? Okay, cool. Make a certain portion of it go to the community that the dispensaries in. Make it show that when you go and buy the bud, the money directly benefits right there, that community. So every time you buy some bud, you can be like... Yeah, we put this gym here. I smoke so much chronic that we put this gym here. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be practical with the solutions as it relates to regulating this crop. This is a private fucking shit that we're allowing y'all to get into. Take it like that. Like, really understand it. I'm talking about to the government. Like, know that. Like, we allowing y'all to get into this. You know what I mean? So, you know, respect us. You know what I mean? Respect
0: us. You know what I mean? Believe that, and and I think you know a lot of that takes to having like what Em was saying is having the right leadership in place of of helping make sure these regulations come in for a right right thing. You know, do right by by the communities, do right by the culture, and follow the the what's working in other states, like what's really working and, and what's not working. And and part of that you know leadership is so important. And, and part of that is I know you guys recently brought John in to become you know see you know CEO of Urban Aroma and leadership. So I'm curious, John, from your perspective of of having a you know a successful career in entertainment and music what do you see in cannabis that kind of attracts you from a business side and then what is it about urban aroma that made you want to with the team
1: um so i've been a fan of cannabis since i was a teenager like i told you and i dibbled and dabbled in the black market you know when i was young to be honest and i always understood that this was a necessary commodity in our community, and I knew that you know early on that it was going to go legal, and I and I always wanted to be a part uh, of that process, and I always and I always wanted to end up on the legal side. I I know M1 from uh, being in the music business and working closely with Kanye. Uh, we we worked together with Ye a couple years ago, became friends, and M was the one that brought me in. To urban aroma and it's a, it's a true blessing. The team is tight. Uh, We got a lot of great plans in the future and um, I I look forward to working with them for a long time.
0: And uh, you guys recently also started the summer series over there at at the legacy NYC art gallery. Um, And I know John, you've been been kind of helping pull some strings and help bring, bring some entertainment in there. You guys recently had, I think Mike Epps, correct? Was that last, last week? Sure, yeah, Mike. Epps. Yeah, well, Mike like Epps was last Mike week Epps. In
1: a couple weeks. Ago. Yeah, shout out to Mike. He made it, made it hot for us. top flight security.
2: <laughs> of the world, of the world, Craig.
0: <laughs>
2: that dude is everything, yo. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's a. Le- I mean, obviously in the comedy realm, he's a legend, and 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 the realms of uh, uh, of the Friday series, you know, those those later two man, you know, legendary cannabis culture that that transcended just comedy, and and I, I think you know Fridays held up there in terms of you know stoner classics. Where where we usually got like our our dose of mainstream cannabis culture, you know, was music and, and a few entertainment, you know, it's few really. few mo- movies, right? through sure. the Eighties and nineties.
3: Well let me say this real quick, because I didn't get a chance to say this to Mike Epps, and I wanna say this so it's somewhat publicly just said, um, you know, you're dealing with a certain specimen of human when you talk about Mike Epps. Um, and that I think that's what doing a summer series is kind of about for us to kind of give give flowers to cats who deserve it. I mean, Mike Epps um has kept both feet diligently in the community, but at the same time he has figured out an exceptional way to cross over because he's an incredible actor. He once in a while does these incredible moments in film that you would never expect from hangovers, Marvel series. Uh, he, He has stood the test of time as well as it relates to actors in the industry. Um, you know, incredible father, um, I, I, as I watch him move, um, only on Instagram, unfortunately, I don't know his family that well, but I do know him. And I just want to say, you know, the summer series is kind of about celebrating, you know, cash that's doing what they should do in the community and in their careers and kind of throwing out the flowers um, and people that's kind of supported cannabis in that same regard as well. So shout out to Day Day Runtz. Um, and, and 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 the shit that he's got going on that's beyond just you know acting you know what I mean.
2: I wanna say too shout out to Manop for, for you know John Manop for you know wrangling in apps and doing it because that's exactly what this culture is. Like it's about bring the connecting them the dots. You know what I mean? So I I, I gotta um salute Manop and and also like obviously Umi um, you know, before hand back to John around the summer series, um I just want yeah, like, um, to say yet like to Epps like uh, my brother like he um he you know the, he definitely represents what the summer series is. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to like have make a party around the, the day they brunch dropping him. Um, we were able to do some really, really dope other stuff like talk and catch up and reminisce over 15, 17 years of fucking around in New York and around the world and now it felt good and, and um definitely the Lower East Side community of Legacy NYC, um our gallery um and dispensary had uh felt that the neighborhood was on fire, you know, Epps was outside fucking around with people and you know mean smoking <coughs> telling jokes and shit. And um so with that being said, you know, that's what we want to inject into the culture is that that those um, connecting those dots. And I do, you know, I, I definitely am giving thanks for um, reconnecting with the homie, he's doing crazy, amazing things. And, you know, I mean, you're he, going to hear about it. Definitely.
0: Yeah, nice. I'm so sick I missed the one with Epps, but I know you guys have potentially got some other uh, entertainers. I don't know if you guys want to spill the beans on some of the other potential uh, guests for for some, the rest of the summer series
2: yeah we
1: we gotta uh should we talk about it guys or should i just keep it to myself what do you think
2: i mean you know we 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 definitely know uh you know we got we got yeah. some things in the bag man um, we got
1: we got some announcements coming <laughs> soon within the next seven days so just hold tight on that okay but we got some great talent coming
2: right like big announcements
0: yeah, to tell yeah. me I'm a I'ma leak all of it, man. I'm gonna yeah. blow the lid off, ruin the whole promo roll out, man. Let, let me, let me. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. Well before I get you guys up out of here, is there anything else you want you want to plug uh, uh Urban, Urban Aroma? What what else is coming in 2022 and beyond?
2: Hey, uh, we're plan we we're, we're planning to expand. Um we are obviously, you know, a, a directory that's like, you know. If you you Google, you know, where's the weed and whatever, you know, you're going to find us in places like Miami that has, a, you know, where I am currently and live that have, you know, growing and important um, addition to what cannabis is looking like around America. You know what I mean? We, 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 you know, places like Illinois that have done creative things already and have certain legislation in place and have interesting situations. And you know what I'm saying? So we plan to expand and tell the story and really change the narrative. Like, uh, you know, which is the reason why we plugged in with you, you know what I'm saying? Respect my reason, because we know we can tell it our way and we don't have to worry about, you know, uh, I mean, look, everything is political, right? But Mm -hmm. we just don't wanna have the filter that doesn't allow people to see exactly what it is. And there's a lot of, you know, legacy workers collaborating right now salute to all of us around America and everybody who is doing this work because um, we're we're sticking those people together um stitching together one voice um and, and 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 affecting that shit um it's gonna happen it's gonna look beautiful everywhere we do it um you know we're gonna be doing having conferences and, and concerts and meetings and And fucking around and uh, with with a lot of things, so I just want to say thank you for that and for having us here. And um, you know, on behalf of Urban Aroma, get us on the Instagram Urban Aroma with the underscore under the underneath the thing at the end. Um, And yeah. And if you're in New York,
3: if you're in New York, come and check out our galleries. We got some really live galleries in New York or in DC area. You come and check out the galleries. You know. and you can Google gifted BK. Um, you know, you got legacy NYC, legacy DC, gifted curators. Just go and check out some real art and culture, and understand that cannabis is culture, and it's more than just about capitalism. You know, this is a this is a community of people that was here before you got here, um, and have and put some speck on our name. You know. <laughs> you know.
2: And shout out to our affiliates, man. Shout out to our affiliates, um Viola, you know, Viola brand, um, of course, Al, Al, Al Harrington. Shout out to our affiliates, people like Happy Monkey, Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. Um, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Um, Vlad um, Batista. um happy, happy monkey. monkey, um, um
3: Asta club. club shout out to the Asta Club. Um, um, yeah, you know, just all the good guys out here that's that's doing it right, Tucky. you know. Shout out to Blood from from and More. Put- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, man. yeah. Stone Pizza, Tookie. Yeah, 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 you know, we love you. Yeah, yeah. Pizza Pizza, doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And pizza Push. It, yes, shout, yeah. shout out Stone
2: Pizza. And, and again, shout out and salute to Mr. John Monopoly, who is a culture shifter and, you know what I mean, brings all that to where Thank
0: we are right now.
2: Great
1: you, Mitch. Appreciate you, man
0: yeah thank thank you guys very much again appreciate the hospitality uh umi and m when i was out in nyc at legacy man really appreciate you guys ha- having us through there and and uh putting us on game and what it looked like out there and, and coming on here this this is the you know the the first of many man i, I know we got the article i think up on the site we're gonna we're get some more stuff any anything we can do to be a resource with you guys and and work in the future and connect both coasts man you know that's that's what the shit's all about man so really appreciate both all of you all three of y'all
3: Oh man, love you. Thank that, you, man. man. Appreciate you. we here for you, man. Let's get it. Oh no, no doubt, man. For us. anyone looking for more information,
0: <laughs> urbanaroma.com <laughs> and on Instagram at Urban Aroma no with way. the underscore at the end, because I'm guessing likely y'all had to deal with the same bullshit that a lot of us with cannabis had to deal with on uh you know not, it. not the original we, profile. Social media,
3: <laughs> You know social it, media. you know it, you know it,
0: but they right. can't stop right. us. No, 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 the culture is here, man. We'll appreciate you guys. We're going to get about it here. We got another episode of the RMR podcast coming up and we'll be back later this week with some more episodes.